Well, power went out again, so I got to get the juices flowing again. I was talking about some other... What was I talking about? I was talking about some gay shit. Um, yeah, uh, who, who am I to speak on all that? I'm not gay or bi or... I'm not part of some marginalized group. Um, I mean, I am, I'm an incel. If that's a... You know, if, if you were to think of that as minority, then yes. But... I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about with all that. Um, I just, I just find like all the, just the endless conversations people have about sex and relationships to be like pretty boring. And it's, it's a lot of people like, it's all coming from a place of people who are incapable of like, um, handling their own alone time. Like just everyone feels like they have to be with someone or be in a relationship or constantly be fucking other people and, and they they just have no con like they have no way to like re- reconcile with themselves and just be like alone with themselves um and, and you know that's that that's the cure for the the loneliness at epidemic is just like figure out a way to just enjoy the time you spend with yourself and and fuck everyone else because it's like you, you know at the, at the end of the day it's like, it's like you don't need anyone um just figure figure out like stop relying on other people to uh fill whatever fucking void is inside of you and make you happy and and just like figure out a way to enjoy the time you spend with yourself and and stop trying to solve like whatever this like hellraiser box is that is sex and relationships because like everybody that's like hung up on that sort of thing that's constantly in and out of relationships or complaining about being single or what they're looking for and like all of that they they all seem it, it seems to be something that just makes everyone obsessed with it fucking miserable it meanwhile like the happiest people i know like truly are the people who like either in high school or in their early 20s met someone and then got married and started a family like I, the, those are the people I look at, like all the people I grew up with, who I, I I'll check in every now and then on Facebook and see what they're up to, and and like those people and those relationships are like do seem to be like really really happy with their lives, and it's like everyone else that's like chasing this next thing or trying to achieve these great things and holding off on all that and trying to figure like figure things out, figure out what they want for them. So they're all miserable. It's the people who like either accidentally got someone knocked up young or just met someone, you know, met someone at a young age and stayed in their hometown. Like, I mean, those people do seem like they're doing pretty well. It's, it's like all the guys that I, it's like myself and all the people I know who thought they were going to chase greatness and try and try and live these big fun lives. They're all fucking miserable and, and can't seem to figure out like, yeah, I wonder why, like, all of my, like, interpersonal relationships are just falling apart. Like, why do I seem to not be able to connect with anyone or maintain any sort of, like, intimacy with anybody? And it's like, well, it's probably because you're a complete and total fucking narcissist. You're, you're self-involved, and you're, you're, like, you're chasing, like, all the grand pleasures of life. Like, you're trying to just, like, do these huge, big, fucking larger-than-life things and you know be, like succeed and, and you have like this i i, I don't know like it's, it's just like running in the circles that i've run with everybody seems like completely fucking miserable 
and the happiest people I know are like working for a construction company and are married and drive a Kia. So, you know, maybe that's the, maybe that's the secret to happiness is just get like a big corn fed wife and have a family and, you know, go to work every day and, and drive like a midsize sedan. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's, you know, that, that's, that, that, that's the thing with like, Every, everyone who's like career minded or, or has this like idea of what they want for themselves and are like focused on chasing this like one particular goal that that's like you do kind of have to be a complete and total sociopath to achieve that sort of thing is like it's the, the people who just find a job and work that job and, and try and just maintain like get to a comfortable level in life those see those are the people who just you know the people who just kind of go with the flow are the ones who seem like they're you know kind of content with it. Who knows? I mean, maybe everybody's miserable. I just I've just been thinking about all this lately because it's it's like what do you know what do I want out of life? And it's like at this point it's like I just want to feel okay. I'm like goddamn, dude. And uh, I definitely like it's it's so funny how like uh, like I was was i guess maybe still am like doing comedy all, all those years and like the the thing a lot of comics talk about is like you know more important than anything is you want the respect of your peers and i'm like why why do i give a fuck what these people think you know and, and i you know i'm I'm kind of in a, like a really free place right now because like well i'll never have that like that that'll just ne- that that like moving forward that'll never happen like there will never be anyone at at any level of of comedy or entertainment or podcast like any of that that I think will ever actually like respect me or what I do which is actually pretty great because then I I could just do whatever I want like that was that was the thing with the 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 last podcast I was doing uh, the loud boys was like I I think each one of us on that show me robbie joe i think we had like different value systems and goals and stuff we were like wanted and trying to do and i i like i just have never like have never cared too much about like being perceived as cool or garnering the respect of anybody in that world it was i just was always like i just want to like do my own thing and and have fun doing what i do and maybe make some money doing it but I like I, like it never there was never a part of me that thought like maybe one day I'll like be friends with Louis CK and he'll he'll respect me as an artist or whatever you know what I mean like like I, I never had that idea in mind it was like I'm I'm fine just like work like working in my corner and if the people who like it like it if people who hate it hate it and I like there I never had any real desire to be perceived as like cool or respectable in any way and um i i think that was where a lot, probably a lot of the tension was coming from on the show was like we just had different value systems and like pe- people keep asking if there's like like if there's going to be any sort of reunion in any way like you know because me and robbie have been doing some stuff together just like podcasting together here and there and putting them online and people keep saying like are you guys like is joe ever gonna get into the mix you all three of you ever gonna get back together and do something and it's like it's like anybody who watched that show like could you not like see the the like 
absolute animosity that Joe and I had toward each other. Like the tension that existed between the two of us specifically. It was like, it's like that Seinfeld thing, the, the episode of Seinfeld about like needing a buffer where it was like Robbie was like the, the buffer between me and Joe. It was like, I could hang out with Robbie. I could hang out with Robbie and Joe. But if, you, if it was just me and Joe in a room together, there was no fucking way, dude. Um, it didn't start out like that. It just, it just like kind of evolved into that situation because like, I, he, I don't know. He, I, he, he gets off on being like a trickster and scheme, like the, whatever this like weird post ironic thing he's always doing where it's like, I can't tell what's a character and what's not. And he just says, he'll just say like a lot of mean things. And then like, if you, if you say anything about it, he'll just be like, well, I'm just goofing, you know, I'll just do it a bit. And it's, it's like, well, I mean, like if, if this is all you ever do is act like this, then I, I, I don't know what's real or not. And I don't know why you're acting this way. And I don't know, like, why you continue to, like, insult me and cut me down and take jabs at me, like, every chance you get. Because, um, like, at a certain point, it starts to feel personal. It's it's like, you know what I mean? Like, if somebody's, like, constantly ripping on you, it's it's like, okay, are we, are we like, breaking balls? Or are you just, like, genuinely not like who I am? It's like, we don't have to have this relationship anymore. Like, we can part ways. Um, and somebody told me he like shouted me out on real ass podcast and said like people should come and you know i guess like support my show um which i yeah i guess thanks but it was it was pretty evident for a while there that like i don't i don't think he really liked me while we were still doing the podcast at least there at the end um but you know i you know I, things change maybe I, I don't know but i you know my my philosophy is if you're good at much like just like the joker if you're good at something never do it for free so yeah we'll do a reunion when mine and robbie's patreon hits uh ten thousand dollars a month each and um that that's when the reunion will happen for a loud boys reunion um as far as joe's patreon goes uh i don't you know i don't care what number that one's at but as long as, long as me and robbie make some money make some good money so once our patreons hit ten thousand dollars each we will do a loud boys reunion and we'll bring that magic back uh because i know the people have been wanting it <laughs> i guess i don't know <clears throat> i don't i don't you know it was, it was weird that that show ever took off it was fun like there was there was some chemistry there there was a little some lightning in the bottle but unfortunately um you know, I went crazy. The wing nut that held the show together, which was me, uh, you know, came unscrewed, and uh, it, you know, I guess everything everything had to end because now, you know, um, who could possibly respect respect us after something like that? Uh, so it's time to, you know, put Dalton at an arm's distance, or or you know, we got to distance ourselves from this guy because he's too sick in the head to function and it's time to move on and um start a podcast with with uh the the name of which is completely unsearchable uh because there's 50 other shows with that name and it's referencing a political snafu that happened seven years ago so <clears throat> you know uh but you know best of luck to all them um and 
but you know that's things like when bad things happen in life or you 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 hit a speed bump in life or, or screw up make mistakes burn your life to the ground um with the with the way things are now there's always an opportunity to pivot and reinvent yourself in a big big way and uh that that's why i'm i'm you know always fascinated by grifters and con men like the kind of people who can you know slick their hair back and move forward and, and pivot in some way and, and like really turn things around in a big way it's like you know um these people have always existed and, and um you know one of the ogs i suppose would be like tony robbins uh and one of the more like recent examples is is somebody like jordan b peterson who was like i, I guess like what is his story he, he was like a respected professor somewhere in canada right and they were so something trans happened like a trans thing happened where they wanted him to use pronouns or something and he he was like i i bloody well not and so he got fired and and then like a phoenix from the ashes uh began to soar based on like that like he he took like this thing happened he gets fired from his job and and so he creates this narrative that he is like on the front line of the uh, uh, at the time the burgeoning culture war that was that was starting to happen and is able to like reinvent himself as this like thought leader be because he got fired from his college professor job because he didn't want to like capitulate to whatever whatever they were asking something about pronouns like whatever they were asking he gets fired and so now his entire existence moving forward is being this sort of like contrarian thought leader who wants people to like return to like traditional values or i don't even like i don't even understand like what point he's trying to make anymore i think he's he's probably like too lost in his own bullshit and, and um like i i see him on twitter and i'm like i have no clue what this guy is going on about at this point um but you know he he took that that moment in time where like he could have lost everything and then was able to, you know, he pivoted and then he began the grift talking about cleaning up your room and men need to be men and girls need to be girls. And, and then, and then again, he gets addicted. He's addicted to Klonopin, goes into a coma, boom, pivot again, uh, gets out of the coma. And now he gets to talk about how scary and bad big pharma is and how, you know, you're supposed to eat a diet of just nothing but meat and not do pills all the time. Um, so that, you know, that's the thing is like all these guys, like, uh, you know, it's, it's like Joan Didion said, you know, we, we tell ourselves stories so that we may live. Uh, and so everybody, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if everybody thinks this way uh, because I don't, you know, I don't think we all know what's going on in each other's brains um, I just found out some people don't even have an internal monologue. Some people can't visualize things in their brains. We have no fucking clue what's going on up there. But I feel like a lot of people probably perceive their life as they go on. You know, as you continue to live, you, you are perceiving your life as sort of a narrative. Like you, you're always like creating this narrative in your mind. Like, what's my story? Um and a lot of that is probably influenced by, you know, 
all, all the fact that the narratives are everywhere like books tv movies music like all like there's stories all around us so it's like it stands to reason that if if you know the world itself is composed of like all these different stories that you would then view your own life and conceptualize your own life as a story and and be creating this narrative in your mind and so it's like what is joseph campbell you know joseph campbell was the one who kind of mapped out the, like the hero's journey and, and so like a big part of any hero's journey is like the the fall right like the fall from grace and um so if you're viewing yourself as the hero of your own story and you have this fall from grace or the, this moment where it looks like things could really end for you in some way you gotta like reach in and, and uh find some way to keep going forward and come out you know slay the dragon or whatever and and, and so that's what you know <clears throat> all the great grifters do is is they 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 completely ruin their lives or the lives of other people and they, and as they're crafting the narrative they figure out some way to to create this new narrative for themselves and and start um like man like creating this new life based on this this new narrative they have for who they are and what they want to do um and that's available to anybody anybody can do that you don't have to be stuck doing whatever you're doing you can really sit down and map out a plan to to pivot and, and either you know you could either grift or you could create a, a work of art or do something and turn things around but the grift is always interesting uh because it's it's like it's you strip away like all the pretense of even wanting to create something for the world or do anything worthwhile it's literally just pure unadulterated like ego and, and uh desire to accumulate wealth and resources um and so like the one there's a, a new con man on the scene that i'm <laughs> this is like one of the most fascinating things i've seen in a while which is this uh this this guy who's blowing up on TikTok right now? His name is John Romano, and he has like a quarter of a million followers, and everybody's talking. A lot of people are talking about him, and he is um by his own admission and you know the admission of the court, he's a school shooter. Uh, in two thousand four, he was sixteen, and took a shotgun to his high school, and camped out in the bathroom forced a kid out of the bathroom at gunpoint into the hall and he he like tried he tried killing people like he fired off a few rounds uh shells and missed he like blew someone's like baseball hat off um which which is like like an like a looney tunes <laughs> he like shoots at someone and blows their hat off um and then a, a vice principal tackles him and the gun discharges it, it like in that struggle and shoots a teacher in the leg so you know he goes to trial he gets sentenced to 20 years in prison he's of, of which he served 17 he got out within like a year or two he got out of prison and um and so he just like recently popped up on tiktok and has amassed this like huge following on on the internet and uh all you know i i've like scrolled through so many of his videos because it's it's like when i like see something like this 
there's it's like i don't more i i think what he's doing like what he did and what he's currently doing is like morally reprehensible but as a as a student of the grift it's it's like okay let's see what's up with this like if this guy if this guy can do it anyone can so there there is something to be learned from something like this and like all of his videos are just these like his eyes are all glossed over and teary and he's just like you know I'm very sorry about doing a mass shooting and I just hope I can redeem myself and atone in some way and help other people, you know, uh, help people, help the world and talk about mental health, you know, because I did a mass shooting cause I was a sad teenager and I would, I had mental health issues. And so I decided to take a gun to school and I, you know, now I work alongside the police to make sure that this doesn't happen to other kids and so, like, he says he works with the police, so he's, like, the Hannibal Lecter of school shooters. <laughs> and um, and so he's got this huge following. He's got, like, a lot of support, too. Like, a lot of people are like, this And the power went out again. Okay. Well, I was talking about John Romano, the first school shooter social media influencer. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this was bound to happen. You know, if, if you keep... You know, th there's all kinds of stories of redemption and all that. And th there's there's been this thing happening for a while where people, like, get locked up for different, you know, heinous crimes and then get out and get to go on different, like, bigger TV shows and podcasts and, and talk about what they did and what life was like in prison and build new lives based on the fact that they've, like, they're atoning and redeeming themselves, Um, which has always been, like, a... a <clears throat> just like a weird thing that's like so you committed a like a, a an act of violence or, or like whatever landed you in prison you spent all this time locked up and you get out and then you get to have this career as like a media figure just talking about prison and like crime and and becoming like a guy who prevents crime or it's, it's it, and it's like that's not to say that like uh ex-convicts don't deserve some sort of second chance but it's like do, do ex-convicts do felons deserve to have like these big careers as like entertainers and media figures like i don't know you know like D danny trejo was a bank robber and got locked up and now he's like a celebrated uh actor um so i mean that's like one example of a guy who turned it around and now does a lot of good for the world but these guys you see like these tatted up ex-convicts who's like their their whole existence like their career seems to be just like talking about what life was like in prison and talking about the crimes they committed and sort of like bordering on like bragging about the fact that they did these things and, and got out and now get to live this like comfortable life just you know talking about crime in prison and like trying to prevent it from trying to help other people not go down that path it's it's like well that i mean that's all well and good but it's also kind of like self-serving where you're saying like i you know i'm going straight now i'm on the straight and narrow this is my redemption arc and and that you know that's fine but it's is like why is part of your redemption arc becoming like a beloved media figure why do you get to do that? And like most of the world just kind of like toils in quiet desperation. 
Um, and I think, you know, that probably comes from a place the, like the ability to do that probably does come from just getting beat down to where you, you have so much humanity stripped from you that you just don't have any like scruples about becoming that kind of person. You know, the, the kind of guy who's now going to capitalize on his bad behavior, who's going to go around and talk about like, oh, you know, I used to gangbang and then I went to prison and, and got in all these prison fights and now I'm out. And, and <clears throat> now I get to have like a big successful media career because I, I'm a reformed convict. And like, you know, I, I think the, the only way you'd be able to do something like that is if you, you know, just remove any sort of uh, shame or, um, se- you know, sense from the equation, <laughs> just to, the sense to be like, maybe it's like, not good for humanity for for me to ha- like have this lavish life after prison uh based on the fact that I went to prison you know what i mean like the it's, it's so complicated it's like tough to think about cuz it's like yeah it's it's always an interesting story for sure but it's 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 like if someone does like commit a violent crime and get locked up and then gets to have the second chance. And part of that is becoming like uh, a like successful social media influencer or celebrity or whatever. It's, it's like, well, are, is that like not in some way being rewarded for like bad behavior? You know, like I, it's, it's always like struck me as odd that that can happen. And there's like there's exceptions to that. I mean, there are people who like legitimately, I think, still maintain some like a lot of humanity and and are able to turn it around and seem like genuinely good people who are not just like banking on uh, the fact that they were in prison as being like their story or whatever. Like like Robert A. Jr. is a good example where like he he had like every opportunity in the world to be a good guy and succeed and then his life fell apart because of drugs and crime and he actually got locked up and then he gets out and he's just like I'm just gonna like be a good ass actor now and and that's what he does and, and all the all the like prison stuff that that life is like completely behind him at this point but these guys who just like endlessly talk about their time locked up and the things they did and have, have, are making these careers based around the fact that they committed a crime and did all this, that that's always struck me as very odd. Uh, and then, you know, that's the grift, I suppose. And that that's what this guy, John Romano is doing. He actually did a school shooting and is now <clears throat> like a, you know, has a pretty substantial following on social media which I, I don't know how TikTok works, but I, so I would imagine that if you have a quarter of a million followers on that app, that that translates to some amount of money. And if you're like working with the police and getting hired to do these speaking engagements and doing all, like all this other stuff, like he is essentially like building a career around the fact that he did a school shooting. And the be- the, the, the best part of all this is like uh recently like within the last year or two he was volunteering at a homeless shelter and got green roomed by a homeless guy like some black homeless guy came at him with a sword 
and uh or i think it was mo- i think it was multiple swords i think he came at him dual wielding swords and uh like like nearly cut his hands off so he got, he got green roomed and then had to have his hands like reattached so now his hands don't work right and now and now he's this is like the a brilliant part of the grift on this guy's part is now a big part of his um presence online is saying that the guy who attacked him should have been tried for some sort of hate crime and, and he's saying that it like like he has some video where he's like is it possible to be racist against a white person i think so because the guy who attacked me with swords called me a white devil when he did it and and so the guy who the guy who attacked him got 25 years in prison which i mean he was a homeless guy so that that solves the homeless problem to be, like to be honest with you it kind of does like fix that issue for that guy and he'll um you know he'll probably die in prison so it's like you know for him it's you know it's not a ideal situation for most people but it is you know three hots and a cot as they say um but yeah this but the, the school shooter guy is like just and i've watched his videos and he is he's definitely full of shit i I don't think there's anything genuine about this guy i don't think he's acting altruistically at all this is a total con job he's reinventing himself as like whatever this thing is he's doing about like trying to prevent school shootings from happening again like because he understands the mind of a school shooter so now he gets to be the the foremost expert on how to prevent these things from happening and you know he talks all about like second chance redemption and mental health and you know he's got like he's got like tons and tons of people who support him who are like you go you know you're on your healing journey (laughs) and all that and then there's tons and tons of people who hate him who are posting all their own videos about how much this guy sucks and how it's traumatizing and triggering for the the people that were at that school and then people who were also like victims of school shoot like all this and that that that's always such a tricky thing because it's like my philosophy with anything is is like especially online like with all this attention stuff that's happening now like all content whatever is it, it, it is like you if you're gonna have like any sort of presence online you don't want everyone to like you. You want a good you want a good number of people to like love what you're doing. And then you need it's like Cat Williams said, you need haters. If you got 14 haters, you need to figure out how to get 16 before the summer. Yeah, yeah. And that's you know, that's the thing, is 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 like <clears throat> the, the the fact like all the people who hate this dude it, are also driving engagement for him. So it, it it's like whatever following you think you have that you're gonna like reach out and spread the word about how bad this guy is it's only gonna like benefit him and increase his following you get more eyes on him and it's it's and i guess like you know i'm doing that now it's like the, the, the thing with me is like somebody who studies con like can appreciate a good con job is like i'm studying this like it's game tape i'm like this is if this guy can turn it around and start doing shit like this and, and like build a life and a career doing what he's doing. And I, like, I don't agree with it. It's morally bad. And I wish nothing but bad things happened to him. 
I, I hope somebody comes at him with a morning star next time or or, or a, a like a halberd so some other sort of like medieval weapon um but just like as someone who who studies the grift it's like well fuck dude if this guy can do it then anybody can do it like there's really no excuse for any of us to be stuck like milling around these like dip bullshit dead end lies when it's like this guy did a fucking like act of domestic terrorism and, and did time for it and is now like both a beloved and hated figure online which and that's the that's the secret recipe for success is being loved and hated at the same time by a large group of people and um and and so like i'm looking at it like okay i don't like like what he's doing but i'm also very inspired by it like if you could just point a camera at yourself and you know utilize sales tactics and manipulation tactics and, and communication all the stuff that you like all the stuff that you would learn reading something like 48 laws of power or how to win friends and influence people like all these different books on that essentially teach you how to like manipulate people if you can like utilize that using the like the internet like and, and use combine those skills with your own narrative and create like this new story for yourself and, and just point a camera at yourself and, and communicate these things in, in a way that gets people paying attention to you then you can you know you can grift your way to a, pr a pretty nice life doing that and you know i'm I'm looking at it like wow this i mean this is an awful terrible thing to look at but also very inspiring that if if this guy can figure it out then i any of us should be able to um and maybe you know maybe some people would have like some sort of moral um you know that morally they wouldn't be able to to do a grift like that or just can't bring themselves to sell themselves or, or sell like whatever story they want to tell to the world and would rather you know work some shitty job forever and that's all well and good but you know if, you, if you're like me and you're, you're thinking about what's the way what's the best way to maximize uh profit for you know versus work like actual work you know and it's it's like actually working is is a path to the like straight to the middle it's a it's a path to like nowhere but like con being content but also still miserable you know like working hard like that and like the real path in this life like all that's really left for any of us if if you want any sort of upward mobility uh especially with the way the internet is structured is is figuring out a grift figuring out a way to con you know con the internet into paying attention to you and make money doing that um because there's there's no like real art or creativity left like the real the real art of of everything that you know of anything now is just the con artistry con artists are, are the only true artists left the, the you know con artist con artistry is like <clears throat> one of the true american art forms along with jazz you know it's it's jazz and, and then being a con man and, and so i get you know that's what i'm trying to do with my life you know i want to be the you know the the duke the duke ellington of snake oil is sort of my goal in life at this point and like i don't expect like i said i don't expect anyone 
uh, any of my peers or anybody to ever really respect me in any way. And, you know, I think trying to to do that, like trying to get other people to respect you or working toward that is, is a good way to fail. Like always trying to always be presentable and be seen as the cool guy and be like the respectable, you know, uh, aloof type of person is, is a great way to just like, crash and burn i i think if you go balls to the wall and do the most ridiculous horrible terrible grift imaginable then that's that's how you succeed and that's that's what john romano is doing and uh and that that's you know i i draw a lot of inspiration from that and i you know like i said i hope i i don't like agree with what he's doing necessarily and i i wish nothing but ill will towards the guy i think he's probably doing more harm than good um and and you know i i i hope somebody comes you know comes at him with a blunderbuss and blows a hole in his chest uh no nah, i'm just hey look we, threats of violence like that you can't you can't talk like that we're just we're just goofing around here um <clears throat> but uh you know that's that's a you know that, that, that's probably it for this week uh thank you and um uh uh thank 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 you Do 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 do